Hello and welcome to Learning to Live the Life, a discussion podcast from Christchurch Down End, helping you in your journey with Jesus in your discipleship. I'm the Reverend Aidan Watson and it's great to be back. It's great to record our episodes again. It's something we haven't been able to do during lockdown for various reasons. But we've got some exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks, in the next few months. Uh, and I'm really excited about today's episode with Anita. Anita Dobson, our uh, Discipleship of All Ages worker. We're going to have a chat about what discipleship means, what discipleship looks like in the new normal. I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome back to Learning to Live the Life. It's been a while that we since we recorded the podcast. There was a little uh, kind of minor blip in the summer. Uh, I don't know if you knew anything that happened in your life over the summer. Um, it was, yeah, recording became tricky and editing became tricky because we were making videos lots of times, lots of the time, but we'll work on that. I'm joined by Anita. Hello. <laughs> Anita joined me on our first podcast, which we did back in, was it January or December? Was it really? Wow. I yeah. think it was with Esther. Um, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a chat today. We're also recording this as a video today because um, one of the positives of lockdown is we've all learned how to use Zoom and we can, uh, yeah, record videos now. So we'll probably release this on the YouTube channel at some point as well, uh, hopefully, unless, um, unless it all goes wrong. <laughs> Um, but today we're going to be talking about discipleship. Um, it's something we started uh, our first podcast on, um, you know, before Christmas or January or whenever it was. And we're going to talk about discipleship again, aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's kind of talking about how discipleship has changed and how, you know, maybe our following of Jesus might look different because of how the world is. Uh, you know, what does discipleship look like in the new normal uh, but before we do that, um, I wonder, should we introduce ourselves again? Mm-hmm. Um, Anita, do you want to say a bit about yourself? Hi, yeah, I'm Anita Dobson. Uh, we've just been talking about my uh, slightly famous name, a bit of a, like a C-list celebrity name. Um, and uh, I work at Christchurch. Den? Is Dirty Den okay? Yeah, oh, Dirty Den's fine, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I work at Christchurch Down End, and I have the very strange title of uh, Discipleship for All Ages is my sort of ministry area. Um, which, uh, well, I guess we'll kind of talk a bit more about what that means. But uh, yeah, pointing people to, to Jesus, I suppose, is a good way of summing it up. Um, I was on furlough during a lot of lockdown, so that was um, both wonderful and strange. Um, I felt very guilty at the, you know, the, the amount of time I got to rest when you guys were all working so hard. But anyway, that was a blessing that I enjoyed. Um, got two grown-up uh, children who are now at uni, or not post-uni or whatever. Um, so we had a fun time lockdown together uh, for all that time, and uh, yeah, that's what, me, I suppose. What was your biggest achieve? What was what was your biggest achievement during your furlough? Do you think? Oh, I'm so glad I got that done. And what was your thing? You're like, I can't believe I didn't manage to get that done. Oh yeah, well I'm I'm a terrible list maker, so of course I made a list and I didn't get everything done. My biggest <laughs> achievement: mm, learning to cycle more long distance. So for me, we got up to about sort of forty miles cycle oh, rides which for me that wow. was a big thing yeah um doing some very long overdue diy projects um sort of writing a book wow sort of, which is wow. not yet finished but that's that's a big thing 
Um, you have to tell me about that. Done. You can say about it later on this, or yeah, you can okay. say about it after. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then the thing I didn't get done is no matter. I'm just you know I'm having to admit that no matter how many hours you give me off and how many years you give me off, I'm never going to clean the oven. <laughs> So yeah, fair, that didn't fair. happen. I just didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think no matter how long I'd have, I still don't think I'd live in a tidy house in general. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very carefully positioned my camera uh on Zoom so you can't see how the the mess that is down there kind of <laughs> <laughs> around. But yeah. No, I think forty miles cycles, that's impressive, I must admit. I, I did see your things on Facebook saying where you were going. I, found that I know, amazing. just to rub it into everybody that we were off around the countryside <laughs> in that beautiful weather, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to chat about discipleship, as we said. But before we do, we should probably um, ask, what is discipleship? Um, because I think it's a word that we maybe hear a lot. Maybe it's a word we don't, we don't hear so much. But, like, what, what do you think discipleship means, Anita? Hmm. Yeah, well, I think it means uh, following Jesus, basically. And... I think when we talk about discipleship as something that we want to do more of or do better or whatever, I think what we're really saying is we're kind of asking ourselves the question, um, you know, how much do I want to know Jesus better? Um, and how could I do that? Um, what do I need, you know, in order to do that? What do I need to do differently in my life, perhaps, in order to, you know, to get to know him better? Um, and probably, you know, who do I need to help me? Um, so... You know, I think it's kind of an interplay between our desire, our will, our um, our relationship with God as we have it at, at that time, and obviously, most importantly, you know, our, our uh, sort of receiving of the Holy Spirit to help us because it's not something that we can do within our own strength. Um, and if we don't have the desire, we can ask God for the desire. So it's kind of win-win because you know God's on our side. He's obviously desperate for us to know Him better. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think you know sometimes we talk about discipleship and we think oh it all means about reading certain books or going to certain prayer meetings or whatever but you know it's a, it's a much more sort of fundamental um, and kind of life-giving thing than that really it's, yeah, yeah. it's about how much do I want to know Jesus how you know would I like to get to know him better and if I don't why why don't I or you know could I pray for a desire and if I do what am I going to do about it and how's God yeah. going to help me yeah, and definitely. I was thinking that you know it's um it's like a, it's a three-way thing I suppose isn't it um because it's me and God and then the church um, you know, how can the church support me? How can how can we support people to do that? Yeah, great. I mean, we'll chat about you know, I suppose the relationship of those those kind of yeah. three in, as we go forward. But I think yeah. I'm always encouraged by the 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 meaning of or where the origin of the word disciple, um, mm. which is like student. Um, uh, Kathy always says that the Welsh word for student or pupil is dis discipulo I think or discipline it's, mm. it's very similar to the word disciple um I'm sorry to any Welsh listeners who I've just murdered that word um, but I know it's a very similar origin because they, they've got it closer to that but yes yeah, and and you know we said this uh when we first recorded the podcast but just a reminder you know we're calling this learning to live the life um because that's our vision as a church isn't it and mm. and learning learning is a cute, huge part of being a disciple um, it's being a constant learner and I was, I was chatting actually to someone yesterday I think learning has been my the concept of learning has been one of my big things that I've learned <laughs> as it goes um, over lockdown myself because I've just seen how uh, my son who's you know over lockdown he's learned to walk he's 
learned to eat a lot more you know on his own he's learning new things every day currently he's trying to or hopefully learning how to fall asleep by himself in his bed <laughs> and learning is quite difficult <laughs> learning is quite difficult it's quite a painful process especially learning to walk you know mm. he, he takes he was taking steps and then boom he'd be down and then take a few more steps boom but you know you just slowly slowly get better and more confident and 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 that's I think that's something that's and a muscle that we can teach ourselves or learn mm. and grow and develop um, in general mm. in our discipleship. You know how can we learn, even mm. though it might be tricky. Sometimes we'll find things challenging. Sometimes God will challenge us uh, mm. to grow. You know Jesus, you know he wasn't without challenge, was he? Yeah, <laughs> he would he called he called people to a radical discipleship, a radical yeah. following of him. And and yeah, that's been my yeah. So I think it was interesting when your definition of discipleship mm. you included quite a bit of it sounded like a bit like hard work at times didn't it <laughs> well yeah yeah I mean the, the the picture of a of a toddler learning to work to walk is actually really good isn't it because it does hurt sometimes and but also it's kind of both entirely natural and and absolutely liberating because you know once yeah. Ruben learns he can run away from you you know result <laughs> yeah brilliant um, you know freedom for him you know yeah so true yeah. so true yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that analogy is better than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so if we kind of think back, imagine to what the world was like in, you know, January, February time, you know, before we even know, knew what the word COVID was like. Do you even remember that? Mm, just about remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just crazy times. Um, you know, we, we would probably have a very different discussion to how we would have it today. You know, how do we follow Jesus what does following Jesus look like you know how would you say for you or for others that you've spoken to that that kind of your discipleship has changed or what are you finding more tricky or even not possible because of how the world is uh, yeah yeah well first of all I was thinking about all the kind of physical things and thinking well obviously you know we can't meet together in quite the same way you know church is limited some people can't come and then you know we don't all fit physically into the building and so on and when we do go we have to wear masks and all that kind of thing so when we're kind of thinking of learning like you know learning from a sermon or whatever then physical things are different um you know life groups um, that we meet you know, during the week some of them can't meet at all because they can't quite get the technology others are meeting online and so on um but i was thinking in other ways it hasn't really changed because you know you can still listen to a sermon you can still worship you can still go to a life group for most people um you know and as an individual you can still read you know there's lots available so i think maybe what actually is more of a barrier what's been difficult for people has been our, our kind of emotional state of mind perhaps that actually is something that you know is is more of a barrier um you know learning to still trust god even when you know things keep getting worse or um learn to trust god when when you don't have your normal sport networks and and you know anxiety is rising um, and maybe for a lot of people, head, not so much headspace, you know, because of that anxiety um, and because maybe people have been under tremendous pressure of work or some people have been worrying about them losing their job or have lost their job. Um, some people have been, you know, really sort of coping with loneliness and the difficulties of that or other people have had really health worries. Then that takes up a lot of emotional energy. Um, and also if you put on top of that, you know, people who've been homeschooling over lockdown, then I think people you know from what I can gather you know people just felt like they they didn't have as much headspace to you know to really process anything or to kind of think about um their faith and and you know put put the the hours in if you like you put in yeah. the time to kind of investigate stuff 
So I don't know whether you, that sort of bears out with what you've found from people. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think some people, you know, if we were talking four months, you know, so just a couple of months into lockdown or whatever, or a couple, or even a month into lockdown, I think people really threw themselves into it. Like mm. we're going to get through this. There was a good spirit in, you know, in communities and you could see that on the TV and with the clapping from the mm. NHS and just various ways of which, you know, I think we, but I, I think, yeah, I think just fatigue is, is a huge thing. Mm. And, and it's when you're fatigued and when you're really burnt out kind of emotionally, that's when uh, I find if, if I haven't got, this is just speaking for myself, if mm. I haven't got like rhythms or habits to yeah. fall back on, that's yeah. when I find I fall back on nothing. Whereas yeah. sometimes yeah. When, when we're, you know, I know in the past, but certainly during lockdown when what you know we default back to whatever our habit is during mm, during mm. these kind of pressured times and yeah. and it's yeah. yeah i think i think also you know speaking from a, a church point of view you know one of that part of the three god church and us um i think you know um i was chatting to diane well we were chatting to diane in our staff meeting the other day mm. and she was talking about how you know we've ha- we've been aware that we needed to kind of prune things as a church because we we're doing so many activities and maybe our you know focus was occasionally getting distracted and mm. covid has forced us to kind of only focus on on a few things mm. um you know because we haven't got the capacity either because of those restrictions or because of our own emotional and physical and time mm. you know and um yeah just trying to really focus on you know what is the key thing in my life what's the key mm. thing in our lives how can i follow jesus you know simply i probably don't need to be reading uh, a million books um i just need to kind of be doing something regularly a little bit yeah. <laughs> you know just yeah. kind of something that's helping and, and all that kind of stuff yeah um, yeah definitely yeah i mean i think you know um it's sort of when we're under extreme stress you know, it's what comes out that, that, you know, really sort of shows us where we've got to with Jesus, doesn't it, really? And, um, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm the first to say, you know, sometimes I know I've realised, oh, what am I reaching for in times of anxiety? Is, is it a is it a biscuit or is it um, prayer? You know, <laughs> and quite often it was the biscuit, really. Um, and I know other people... I, I, I have a physique of biscuits. With... <laughs> it looks like gluten-free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, we can all sort of, perhaps become aware of things and also I suppose if you if you're the sort of person who's used to coming to church physically for um quite a lot of your week and your routines yeah. then if you have most of those things stripped away as they were to start with um then you know you perhaps were relying on those sort of external prompts mm. to remind you to pray and remind you to think about things from God's point of view and you know reminder that God loves you and he's in mm. control and all that kind of thing uh, and so I think, uh, you know, for some people, perhaps that, you know, that was quite a difficult shock to realise, actually, the church can only hope, help me so much. And I mean, you know, the church has done amazing things, um, but I'm sure we've failed in some ways or left, you know, left people out or, yeah. um, you know, sort of dropped some balls or whatever. Um, and so, and also just limit to what we can physically do. Um, so I, I suspect that, you know, for people, you know, they will have realised, oh, hang on, I'm not getting all of those prompts from from outside from the church so so maybe it does need to be a bit more about me and god and you know i, I need to rely on him myself um, yeah. so i should think that must have been quite a difficult thing for people to work through i mean certainly from, yeah certainly from my own point of view you know being on furlough not being able to sort of uh, be involved in church yeah. things at the time i had to kind of really say wow you know what is who is it i'm worshiping am i worshiping 
God or am I worshipping being part of a church? Um, and although the church bit is vital, it's it's only second second to God, you know. Yeah, and I think for I mean we maybe speaking just for the two of us and other people but you know we're both employed by the church and sometimes Mm. it's like am I a Christian because I'm employed to be a Christian am I a professional Christian or am I following Jesus because he's the way the truth and the life and there's nothing better in this world exactly and I think you know if you're the sort of person who's very involved in church if you're on lots of rotors and things yeah uh, you know that can become the reason to go to church is because you've got to do some job there Mm. um and you know to have all that stripped away um, you know, then then why do you go to church? If if going to church means you know finding it on YouTube or um, doing the dialer sermon or mm. um, whatever, then that was that was quite a, a challenge for people to think. You know, is this is this where I am in, in, with God? You know, am, am I wanting to 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 learn from Him and to worship Him and so on? So yeah, so I think that's that's hard, but it's not necessarily bad because we all need to be kind of pulled up short and you know, challenged a bit, don't we? So I think yeah. we certainly have had a lot of challenge. Yeah, we? definitely. So before we move on, can I ask you about your book? Oh, yeah. Well, what, have, what have you kind of it's written? It's a on? racy blockbuster. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, well, I'm hoping it's going to be a series of uh, creative writing, like poems and stuff, but what I wrote, um, followed by a sort of an explanation of where God was teaching me or, you know, what he was, what he was doing at the time. Um, uh, sort of reflections that I've written in my journal over the years and I kind of um, you know, found some good ones out there and thought oh maybe these would help other people so then following that then there's a sort of question of uh, things that you could do you know as you read it you could um, use it as a time of, sort of personal reflection yeah. and also um, a, a small group you could sort of use it as a basis for a small group reflection oh, and then and then it's starting to get a bit out of hand because then I might put some links to some online resources as extra things <laughs> where somebody could use it for like setting up a prayer station on the same theme or there might be a song you could listen to um, as part of your small group thing. Or there might be, you might be able to use it as a, like a meditation in a, in a sort of, in a quiet kind of service or a retreat or something. So it's going to be multifunctional. A multifunctional thing, but yeah. project. <laughs> yeah project discipleship yeah. yeah brilliant yeah. it's called it's called unfolding um, unfolding which is kind of like a metaphor for how we kind of well blossom, <laughs> uh, blossom <laughs> as, as individuals as as uh, as we learn to live the life as, as we learn to follow jesus um he wants us to flourish um, and about learning to flourish and particularly about focusing on areas where we might find that we're kind of a bit blocked or a bit stuck maybe we've got like a slightly warped picture of what God is like or about how the world works or how we're meant to behave. Um, and, and the, the things I've written often are because I got stuck with something and then somebody helped me to get unstuck or God gave me a particular insight oh, that helped me to get unstuck. So I'm hoping that that might help other people to also kind of get unstuck with God. Yeah. Well. Brilliant. So, so yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to read that. <laughs> you, well, I'll pre-order one copy, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so kind of moving forward, like, should we have a chat about, you know, how we're finding people are engaging with God now in this time and, and you know, what we're doing as a church, how we're helping people in their discipleship, what's the role of the church we feel kind of in this mm. lockdown time. We have no idea. Obviously, we're recording this just before, uh, just kind of as the cases are rising quite steadily and we've had, you know, the increased restrictions recently by by the government and stuff so we don't know when this will end you know how 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 are we kind of learning to live the life how are we following jesus 
and mm. how are you seeing people follow Jesus today? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think the church as a body, I think we kind of give ourselves a pat on the back at how adaptable we've been and about mm. how we've you know, really tried to respond to all the different regulations and respond to what we're sort of allowed to do to try and you know do whatever we can um so obviously there's been a huge amount of pastoral work done and mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, you know cap the you know, christians against poverty charity is adapted to to helping out families that the schools have recommended to us because of yeah. other things that they couldn't do you know they sort of thought well what can we do um so i think there's been a you know on the whole a real sort of attitude of well god's still able to work you know he's bigger than the virus he's bigger than the situation so what can he teach us in this time how can we how can we respond? So I think, you know, as you say, in those early days, there was a particularly sort of hopeful, like, oh, well, you know, okay, God, let's see what, what you know, what you want us to do now. Um, and obviously that's harder to sustain as time goes on because we get very fatigued. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we were able to um, put things online. So services were online, weren't they? Um, and, then, and then we were able to have live worship. So we then made sure we live streamed so that people could uh, still enjoy it at home and still take part, even if they couldn't come out. Um, so there's all of that, even though it's a bit different, you know, masks and no singing and all that kind of thing. But, you know, people have made the most of it and just persevered. Um, and I think, you know, things like we had this thing called Bread for Today, which was a daily thought that you could watch um, online every day. And that now it's just twice a week. But, you know, I think people really seem to have taken that very well and really enjoyed it. Because yeah. it was uh, somebody, lots of different people in the church, just giving their thoughts about what, uh, what word of encouragement or hope that they could give that day. And I think whether you watched it religiously every day at the right time or whether you sort of picked up on it later or dipped into it. And um, that seems to be a really helpful way. You know, maybe as individuals were thinking, oh, my goodness me, I've got to do this myself. I can't rely on the church in the same way. Um, actually, this was like, you know, food that was sort of dropping into their inbox or whatever. Mm. Um, that they could actually take part in um so that's been really good yeah i think i think it's kind of yeah i think as i chat to people i think and see people i think i'm really encouraged by how much people have kind of kind of really committed in their following of jesus during this time and and you know the amount of people we have had message in saying, you know, Bradford Day was so helpful, helped us get into mm-hmm. rhythms and routines of just listening to God. And obviously kind of since lockdown started easing, we, we ended up reducing Bradford Day to twice a week. Um, and we don't know what the future will hold with that, but hopefully people have kept the rhythm of kind of listening out, you know, looking mm-hmm. things. There's so many resources out there yeah, um, yeah. for things. And yeah, just as we were saying before, get into those habits those routines but also i think i I think you touched on something that i found quite interesting um that i think will be so important for us moving forward is the action part isn't it it's not just following jesus for our own personal faith and our own sustenance but like worshiping jesus in our actions through you know supporting ministries like cap that are going to be like we can only imagine how useful and how necessary cap's going to be moving forward in our community and supporting our schools and you know just doing our bit by wearing our masks at the right times perhaps and you know various things and you know shopping and being loving our neighbor truly yeah Um, yeah because i think there was a feeling of like if the church can't really do much mission together because as you say discipleship was partly about you know sharing jesus with others then how do we share people with others when we can't really meet with others? And certainly when we can't run church events like we would normally do, you know, we can't open up the church with a bouncy castle and get 200 people in. <laughs> yeah. um, so how on earth can we do it? We, can, we can't run messy church as we, we couldn't at that time. 
So that's been quite interesting. We know that um, people have been joining us online who don't normally come to church. So that's yeah. really great. Um, although then it's hard to know how to reach out and support and get to know those people and encourage them. But anyway, that's really good. Shout um, out to my parents for that as well. As well. Yeah. Joining yeah, us from uh, wherever, right, yeah. from Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's nice, isn't it? You know, so we did have some, you know, some new contacts and new friendships made and new people come online. Um, I mean, I think our, our, our life groups have um, adapted amazingly well wherever they could going online. And for some people, that's actually been better, hasn't it? Because there's no babysitting issues when you're on Zoom. There's definitely uh, been positives <laughs> for yeah. us. And also there's a, sometimes a sense, I mean, I think it is, you know, we'd really rather meet together. But sometimes you can feel quite able to talk personally when you're sitting on your own sofa. So I think sometimes there's been a sort of an increase in intimacy or maybe that would have happened anyway, but because we felt like we needed each other more in you know in these times. Um, so perhaps people have been more open and more honest about how they're feeling and things anyway, um, because because of the fact that people are more anxious and more kind of looking out for each other. Um, so that's been really good. And obviously we've had our sermon series that we've kind of done this, you know, we're, we're in the middle of, aren't we? Um, kind of make a difference where you are is what we're calling it. We've had, we've heard lots of stories from every week. We're having a story from someone in, in the church kind of sharing about how they're being fruitful on their front lines. And kind of some of that has been engaging with this kind of new normal. Some of it's been doing other things and just share, good to hear stories. But I mean, you were the kind of person who put together the, the sermon series in a way you did the kind of plans for it from it was in it was your brainchild <laughs> essentially so like well, how do you feel that's going down and what's the kind of purpose of it and how do you feel it's going how people are receiving it and what do you think yeah um well from what we can gather it seems to be seems to be going down well i think people are enjoying hearing from people in our congregation uh, telling stories um, i hope the stories are making people think i could do that and not thinking oh gosh they're super christians i can't do that mm. so really hoping that people remember that these are these are these are ordinary people you know just like you and me and uh, that we all can uh, live for god on our front lines yeah. i think it's been helpful to sort of for people to reevaluate front lines because front lines have changed so much so yeah. you know whether you were now working from home instead of going to the office or you're now not no longer commuting or traveling for work so you don't get to see people on your and just in, just yeah, remind yeah just yeah. remind us what are front lines for those people yeah, front, who may be new to the church are, yeah good idea yeah so front lines are uh, places where you spend most of your time um so it might be for some people it might be at home with your young children uh, or with an elderly relative some people it might be going to work some people it might be um particular leisure activity that they get involved with um it might be the people that you see every day as you go to buy your newspaper or um you know the doctors that you go to every week to have your foot checked or whatever um you know those anybody that you sort of spend time with is an opportunity for god to bless them uh, for god to uh, to reach them you know for you to show them god's love so it's it's just being alert and aware to those opportunities which is why we call it make a difference where you are um so the name of the, the series is you know let's not worry about whether god's going to place us in a mission field in china because i mean he might but most of us he won't um, he's planted us all, you know, in whatever place he's put us, and um, because he wants us to bless those people. So I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. And it's just those times. It's just it's, it just kind of encourages us to be intentional, doesn't it? But intentional yeah. about yeah. you know making those those spaces where, especially when we're when we're spending prolonged times every week with non Christians or people who for whom yeah. church is just an alien concept. Yeah, you know, just being yeah. a blessing where we are and you know yeah and i i, I agree I, I there's a church um in london 
that has a slogan ordinary people extraordinary god and that's mm. it, i kind of got reminded of it when we've been watching these videos just ordinary people definitely. sharing testimonies and stories about how they're following an extraordinary god who's definitely doing amazing because things it, through them exactly because the kind of things that people are sharing and uh, you know there's a little book that we can read by mark green that helps us as well the kind of things people are doing they're not really weird and odd things they're not really highly difficult things they're just doing something with the intention and with the prayer behind it yeah. And with the church behind you praying for you as well, you know, that's, yeah. that's an amazing sense. If you think that people are praying for you, um, then, then you kind of have that deeper sense of God being at work. And yeah. so being intentional, being creative about how to do things, especially at the moment when it's not easy to do things in the normal way. Yeah. Um, is, is really and also sort of celebrating things noticing that that's what's happening because <laughs> a lot of people tell me what they do and oh I don't really do anything on my front line and then they and then you ask questions and they tell you and you're like yes you do <laughs> uh, oh, oh I didn't think that counted you know yeah so I think it's sort of uh, us celebrating each other's gifts and ministry really yeah so true I mean it was a while ago obviously but when we recorded the podcast discussion podcast um with Angie and Laura just chatting mm-hmm. to them about their front line in healthcare, um, yeah. which obviously I'm going to reinterpret if I listen to it again uh, because of the last six months and you know mm. how how we view healthcare now. Um, if you if you've got time, go find it in our in our podcast and listen to it because it's just stunning. Just listen to, and being encouraged by the two of them in their work that they do on in healthcare and how they engage with some some really tricky concepts, but follow Jesus uh, amazingly there. So I suppose um, I really should have like worked out what time we started recording shouldn't i that would have been a good idea wouldn't it <laughs> never mind uh, never mind I, th- I feel quarter, uh, we think it's about quarter past 11 but we'll maybe to finish should we have a chat about you know going forward and kind of looking to the future if if we can you know what what's kind of your thoughts moving forward about how you see the church going how you see you know things you'd encourage people listening to kind of do take away mm. from our chat if possibly Mm, you're asking me to see into the future, Aidan, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only are you a character in EastEnders, but you're Mystic Meg now. <laughs> well, if only any of us knew what was going to happen next. <laughs> thank, God, thank God he does. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess all we can say is the kind of principles and the, and the intentions and, and trends. Um, I mean, anybody would be foolish to plan too far ahead, wouldn't they? But yeah. I, think, I think what we're looking to do is to encourage um you know worship in person wherever we can because we you know we're able to do that um encourage people to to join a life group or to continue with their life groups uh, whether they're allowed to meet in person or online um we're looking to see if we can get some of the home groups that can't meet online because they're not really they don't really have the right gadgets or whatever we're looking to see whether we could maybe they could come to church as a group and and we could have like a little act of worship together as a as a group so that's something that i'm sort of working on at the moment uh, um, so if anybody's interested in that let me know Brilliant. um and then as individuals i'm thinking you know maybe you know that increased sense of sort of well it's up to me you know and if i want to go know jesus better i can't just rely on the church to kind of spoon feed me everything i need to do stuff myself and now we've got so much um you know back copies recorded haven't we on youtube you know there are mm-hmm. hundreds of bread for today's and oh, uh, former services and sermons and songs um, just from our church and yeah. let alone the thousands and millions of things that are out there that you could listen to so you know some people have discovered podcasts in the last year haven't they that uh, never knew, knew what a podcast was and i thoroughly encourage listening to podcasts i, I think know podcasts, podcasts are, are great exactly. <laughs> so there are many things that people could do you know listen to a podcast when you go for a run or while you're 
while you're um, unable to sleep in the night or or, you know, or, the, or listen to a podcast where you don't go for a run in my in my yeah, uh, or, or exactly <laughs> when, when you're baking or uh, yeah whatever um so yeah so i think it's a great time for people to kind of you know perhaps sit down with themselves if you like and, and with god and say you know where where are my habits um taking me away from knowing you better jesus where 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 could i change my habits to make um make it more able to make it easier to to draw close to you what could i feed myself with really Um, and that's always been our message because you know i I remember being challenged by god you know some years ago because i felt like you know as discipleship person i was trying to you know lead all the horses to water but you can't make them drink you know um and god saying you know i've got this you know you're you're there to encourage you you can't force people to to love me you know i'll i'll give them that desire if they turn to me i'll you know i'll give it to them i'll I'll help them you're just there to kind of cheer on the sidelines and that i found that really helpful because obviously as i say you can't force anybody so maybe there's a sort of sense of people needing to um take responsibility for themselves having said that that you know if many vulnerable people really struggling at the moment um you know the more we can encourage them through praying for them and looking out for each other the better you can't you can't grow spiritually if you are you know in a mess emotionally or or financially so worried you can't see straight you know um so you know that pastoral thing needs to be yeah and and i think i think as we've spoken about the church we've got these structures where we're desperately trying to reach out to people and uh, i i know um that we've got this um pastoral care team that um the various people are on and the care coordinators that's it um and they're they're phenomenal the work that they're mm. doing the amount of people who are being supported but it, as we said earlier it's very easy to slip through the net and i think one thing that i think has been a positive of lockdown is i think people are slightly more open with how they're feeling mm. you know i've I had, i've seen it in signs just in in our society just seen signs you know in, in around saying it's okay to not be okay yeah and yeah. and you know, let's be encouraged to actually talk up and, and, and set, you know, call out if, you know, just because we're, you know, maybe having to do social distancing, that doesn't mean we stop uh, social socialising. That doesn't mean that the church is, is still not being a communal, uh, a community together. Yeah, we might have to yeah. chat on the phone or go for a walk in a park uh, yeah. uh, rather than, you know, meet with a cup of tea and a biscuit. But that's OK. Yeah. We can yeah. be open and honest and we can meet with one another. And, and I know that that has been happening. People have been engaging. And I, I ended up having a chat with someone, having a chat with a retired accountant the other day. Um, and accountants, I would say, in my previous experience no offense to any of them they're usually quite hard to break break down and have a kind of intimate conversation with this guy yeah and i'm, I'm and I, any offense to any accountants i'm sorry but uh <laughs> but this guy he was very kind of reserved but actually i think he had you know over lockdown he's kind of worked out how to speak more and we spoke about some troubles he was having with his family and it really actually had a heart-to-heart conversation in a way that i don't know if we would have done with this british stiff upper lip that we've had until about six months ago i think it's i think it is lessening and i I just encourage us as a church as followers of jesus to Mm. you know be open you know jesus was not was not uh resistant to emotions he cried at the tomb of lazarus he got angry he 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 wept he he his heart went out when he saw the um when the, the rich young ruler went away he was you know really sad and clearly showed his emotions so that someone would write it down 
and uh, let's not be scared of emotions in that and let's just be church uh, even if it looks a bit different mm, yeah yeah i think it's also um if you have hope then you you can be creative even if the solution doesn't arise straight away um so if you're thinking well how can i follow jesus when you know i've got all these worries or you know that, that i don't have the house to myself or whatever whatever um you know i think um if the will is there as i say god will give give you the idea or yep. give somebody else the idea that they then prompt you with um about you know how we how we can get through these things because you know often people think that discipleship means oh i've got to spend even more time doing stuff I, my life is already full it's not really about more time it's about just really apportioning what we do or perhaps how we do it or you know as i say what we were saying earlier what you listen to while you're doing it or whatever yeah. um you know there are so many different ways that we don't want, and people are so different that you never want people to feel that everybody has to follow jesus in the same way everybody has to like the same things i mean some people don't even like podcasts you know it's incredible but you know apparently it's true <laughs> you know they'd rather curl up with a, with a book and um, or they would yeah. rather go for a run and, and think about things or they would rather go out and deliver food parcels and yeah. you know that's their discipleship you know, that's their way of, of sort of following jesus so yeah and that's always been true but i think it's perhaps even more noticeable now great well thank you so much for your time thank you for i think we've had a good chat i think hopefully people will take something away from this just to say um you know if you if you want to keep up with date with you know the world is changing every every week or so and you know we're trying our best to keep our website kind of updated so everything we're doing as a church is pretty much you can find it from the home page of our website christchurchdownend.com uh, or just get in contact um you know we've got our facebook groups and we've got our facebook page and we've got our youtube channel um where you can keep up to date hopefully with stuff and we're still doing our services 10 30 every sunday and we're streaming them if you can't be there in person we've also started a family service uh 4 p.m so um for families um kind of it's every other week isn't it it's uh, we have one week in church and next week on zoom so do get in contact with that if with us about that if that's something you've been interested in yesterday was brilliant anita wasn't able to be there because you were helping your mother-in-law move weren't you um but yesterday was uh, yeah it was really really fun it was crazy but it was fun <laughs> and yeah uh, a good fun time in church whilst also being safe and i thoroughly encourage you if you can get involved with that uh, and come along and we also um, have that service on a um um earlier on a sunday morning as well the nine fifteen service yes. which is um i think that's happening every other week at the moment is that right yeah, quakers road yeah. yeah yeah so down at the church center in quakers road so that's also a, a more traditional service which is fantastic too and then and then we have sunday compline at 8 p.m i mean there's just services galore yeah <laughs> it's on. almost more than almost more than normal but it is um, yeah is it more than normal it, no, we, we did four because we didn't do we, we, the Thursday service hasn't yet come back, has it? That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we have, and, and it's different. It's similar number, but different. And we're obviously working out various things moving forward, and we're keeping alert to the guidance. Also, to say this podcast, you know, Anita and I, we chat about this podcast and kind of plan it and kind of chat about ideas and stuff. And I think the plan for now is to release kind of one discussion a month. Um, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how much. How, where the world moves but um next month could be joined by an amazing uh amazing guest i'm really really excited to be joined by her uh, it's the reverend dr helen painter who um is a baptist minister uh, but also a lecturer and a, uh, at bristol baptist college and she's written 
uh, a book called God of Violence Yesterday, God of Love Today. And it's a chance for us to really engage with the Bible, kind of tricky questions coming out of the Bible. You know, even yesterday in our family service, we were looking at the story of Moses and there's tricky questions that come out of the story of Moses and the 10 plagues, especially the last mm-hmm. one. Uh, and and how, she's amazing at helping people just kind of, um, kind of I mean, wrestle with these questions and realise that God is loving through it and and that we can honestly wrestle with them and be a Christian um you know we don't have to hide away and just pretend that they don't exist we can we don't have to just think about stuff but we've also got we're going to look at topics around uh, mental health uh we're going to kind of come back to some of the topics we did in the summer in our summer series so race in the church we'll have a discussion about that maybe in the new year and and if you've got ideas for podcasts then do let either of us know really um, we'd be really interested to kind of make this as a two-way thing as much as possible but yeah, so thank you, Anita, so much for your time. Pleasure. Uh, it's been really good. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, yeah, see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Learning to Live the Life, the podcast. It's great to be back, and I hope you really enjoyed this episode. As I said, please do get in touch if you have any questions, issues, or things you really want us to be talking about. Any ideas you have for the podcast. We have an email address, podcast at Christchurchdownend.com. So please do get in touch. Also, please do subscribe to the podcast uh, and then you'll get to know, you'll get notified whenever we release a new episode. We're hoping to do episodes kind of once a month, but if not, more com- more often than that if we can. But for now, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>